Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. Yeah, I want to just talk to you for a minute. <clears throat> Who loves Jack? Hey, he's an awesome drummer, hey? <clears throat> he's escaping his cage. Bless you, mate. God just wants to encourage you, mate. There's a freedom in your heart. And God wants to say, you can live free from other people's opinions. You don't have to let anyone else try to stop you and make you into something that you're not meant to be. Because in Christ, you are free. You go for it, mate. Just let that smile, let that freedom, let your heart just shine in Jesus' name. God bless you, mate. Give him a hand, eh? God's good, eh? And Ashley, I got a word of encouragement to you. You're a faithful man. And because you're faithful, I saw you, this is what the Lord spoke to me, he says, continue to do front foot worship. In other words, leaning in and worshiping with all of your heart. Because you're faithful and you've chosen to do front foot worship, worship where you're just leaning in, no matter what you feel, I know you've had the flu and you haven't been really good, but I just felt the Lord say, because you're faithful and you lean in with front foot, wholehearted worship, He's going to cause you to flourish. I see favor and flourishing coming to another level on your life. I see favor coming. I just see it coming in all sorts of ways. <clears throat> the favor of God is going to come over your life, Ashley. Just be faithful. Keep doing front foot worship and favor will fill your life. Let's give him, give the Lord a hand, eh? <clears throat> Father, just speak to us tonight. Let your presence just grab our hearts. You're an amazing God. In your presence is fullness of joy. And when your kingdom is revealed, everything shifts and changes. Nothing's the same when your kingdom is allowed to be revealed. And I thank you for your kingdom just manifest right now in Jesus' name. There's one or two people here and you've been waking up about 3 o'clock or 2.30 in the morning on some sort of regular basis. But it's not for good reasons. You're either waking up in pain or with bad dreams that have been harassing your life. As we were worshiping, I saw the clock at three o'clock between 2.30 and 3, and it's happened more than once. And the Spirit of God's here. He wants to break the chain of whatever has hooked you and connected you to that, and the enemy's been trying to rob your peace. In Jesus' name. If that's you tonight, won't you just reach up to heaven right now? If that word's for you, there's several people. I saw it as clear as a bell. Just reach your hand to heaven because as you do, you're saying, God, I want to be free. Just lift it right up as if you're reaching up to receive a gift from God. There's been some fear or torment with it or there's been some bad dreams or there's been pain in your body or soul. Just keep it up there right now. Lift it up. Now, I want other people in the church just to reach out to those that have got their hand up. We're not going to embarrass anyone because there's some people it's pain, for some it's trauma. 
If, if you keep your hand up, because I want some people to gather around you right now and just minister the freedom of Jesus. Just speak the name of Jesus right now. The, the name of Jesus right now. I break that torment in Jesus' name. I release freedom over their bodies and their minds right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, I declare freedom. I take authority over that trauma that tries to hold their bodies and their minds and I release the freedom of Jesus Christ right now. I break that chain of intimidation right now. I break that cultural curse that at times comes and brings words and memories over people's lives. I break that now in Jesus' name and I release the freedom of Christ. I release a peace right now. Lord, I pray that they would sleep. They would sleep well. They will not wake up when they should be sleeping. Lord, there will be a peace will come over their mind and their heart. And I thank you. I thank you tonight. They will sleep through and they'll wake up at six or seven in the morning. They'll say, wow, it's gone. It's free in Jesus' name. I want you to receive that and believe for that to happen. Lord, I thank you for it right now. I pray for peace over their minds, a rest over their bodies. That pain has no place to dwell over their lives. I thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Let's give him a shout of praise for the freedom of Christ. Oh, Jesus. How specific is our God, hey? How amazing is our God? Let's take our seats. Who knows the Lord's Prayer? Who knows the Lord's Prayer? Well, there's a few hands going up. John, come up and tell us the Lord's Prayer. He put his hand up. Come on, John. Come on. See how much you can remember. Let's say it. I can remember a bit, most of it. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive our others who trespass against us. Uh, for yours is the king. No. no. Lead us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. evil. Yours is the kingdom and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Well, let's give him a big hand, eh? Well done, John. <laughs> I want to have a look at the Lord's Prayer tonight just to have a look at what it says in the Word of God. Luke 2, verse 1. It says, One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, <clears throat> one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. I reckon they watched Jesus when he prayed, something changed every time. They say, teach us how to pray like you pray, is what they were really saying. And it says, just as John taught his disciples, he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us and lead us not into temptation. Now that's one version. We go over to Matthew, which is the more commonly known one, which adds some extras in there. So in Matthew 6, verses 9 to 13, I see some of the transformation guys saying, do you guys learn that one, have you? You know, something you know it off by heart? <clears throat> if you don't, you'll know it by tonight. So let's, yeah, let's go. You've got to really listen in tonight because we might check out and see how well you've been listening tonight at the end of this next 20 minutes, okay? It says in Matthew 6, 9... This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. 
Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. And forgive us our debts or trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Now, in the Amplified Version, verse 13, it says, And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now, that last section is not included in all the versions of the Bible, but it is there, and that's um, the most common <clears throat> Lord's Prayer that maybe you learnt when you went to Sunday school or to a, um, a Christian school, or maybe your grandma taught you. Um, maybe you learned it when you first became a Christian, or maybe you're still thinking, wow, that's a powerful prayer. It really is a powerful prayer, not just to be memorized and repeated, but I just want to have a quick look at what was Jesus really saying in this prayer. What a great request. Teach us to pray. There's six main sections in the Lord's Prayer. Three of them relate more directly to our relationship with God and three more directly to us or our relationship with others. Firstly, it starts off with our Father, which art in heaven. Hallowed be your name, which is a declaration of praise and worship and thanksgiving to our God. I heard one preacher say, if you've only got 10 minutes to pray, make sure the first eight are praise and worship and thanksgiving. If you get your heart focused in thanking and worshiping and praising God, you'll be aware of His presence. And then in the next minute or two, you'll be able to pour out all those other requests you've got. But if you start saying, God, help me, and, and you pray through all the family and everything, that's good. But it's better to start with praise and worship. And that's what Jesus said, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. He was talking about his intimate relationship with his Father God. That's why they wanted to say, teach us to pray like you pray. Because they knew he just walked with the Father God. They knew he had a relationship of connection. And it says, our Father in heaven. He lives in heaven, but God sent his son Jesus to earth so that we could understand and connect with God in heaven. In the Old Testament, God seemed a, a distant God in heaven. So God said, I need to connect to my people. And so he sent Jesus with flesh and blood on. That's why Jesus came and walked on this earth. It's only a few weeks to Christmas where we celebrate Jesus being born as a baby. And then he said he came to reveal the Father. And that's the main reason Jesus came, so that he could connect God in heaven to mankind on earth. And in John 14, 6, it says, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really knew me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you for such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not. Do not speak on my own authority, rather is the Father living in me who is doing His work. So it's our Father. It's about relationship. Who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Hallowed is not a very common word. What's hallowed mean? Basically means holy, to be revered, to be honored. Hallowed be your name. Holy 
is your name. And we sing more songs with that understanding of holy is your name. God is already holy. So the prayer is not that God be made holy, but that he is regarded as holy. And we just acknowledging that. And some of the, uh, John in the book of Revelation, he saw a glimpse into heaven. And what were the angels doing? doing? Singing, holy, holy is the Lord. Millions of them. Holy, worthy is our God. Holy, holy. Isaiah saw the angel says, one group of angels here was saying, holy is the Lord. And the ones back here were echoing back. Can you imagine that happening? Wow. Holy is the Lord. In other words, he's worthy. He's amazing. Almost beyond words. And so Jesus is teaching them, have a relationship with the Father. Hallowed, holy is your name. By his saving and judging acts in history, he proves himself holy. This prayer is so that, is that he is to achieve his saving purpose in the world is by his holiness being displayed of how he treats people. You look and see how the grace of God comes and touches and changes lives. Absolutely amazing. Some of you can look at the neighbor and say, well, it's amazing God saved you. And they're probably thinking the same. It's amazing God saved you. <clears throat> and his holiness, his grace, his healing, his presence, his power is revealed. This prayer is so that we can honor and acknowledge it. So the first one is praise and worship. It's relationship with God. The second one is praying, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. What an amazing, amazing prayer. Praying for heaven to be on earth. Wow. That just blows you away when you think about that. Because when you start to think about heaven, it says in heaven there'll be no more sickness, no more pain, no more crying, no more sin or evil or darkness, no more fear. And Jesus is saying, start to pray that heaven will be on earth. What it's like in heaven will start to fill our lives. Wow, and we know that while we live on this earth, we're going to have some of that around us. But Jesus is saying, when you get closer to my heart, you can live as if you're living in heaven. Some of you, since you've come to Christ, fear has decreased greatly over your life. Torment, shame, guilt, condemnation, anger, unresolved stuff is broken. The chains are broken and we have so much more freedom of How beautiful is that? We've already got heaven on earth in our minds and our hearts. For some of you, putting your head on the pillow tonight and be able to go to sleep and not worrying about whether the police are going to knock on the door, not worrying about someone's going to come and try and harass you or torment you, not worrying that the debt collector is going to come and be banging on your door at five o'clock in the morning saying, where's my money? How awesome it is to put your head on the pillow and have peace with God and peace with everyone that you know in our world. That is heaven on earth. So many ways that the peace of God comes and heaven on earth comes in our lives. What does the word kingdom mean? Kingdom is king and dom and D-O-M comes from domain. So kingdom means the domain or place where the king rules. That's what the word kingdom means. So when you say, your kingdom come, in other words, you're saying, Lord, I want to live in a place in my heart and my life 
where you as the king rule in my life. So when you ask Jesus to be your saviour, he saves your sin. And when you ask him to be your Lord, he becomes the ruler and reigns. And so his kingdom starts to rule in your heart, your mind, your relationships, your whole world, and your kingdom comes on earth as it is in heaven. You see how God can answer this sort of prayer in our hearts, in our lives. And we surrender and we allow His Lordship to rule our lives. Then the prayer moves on and says, God's kingdom on earth is seen in the following three areas. So it's not a disjointed prayer. It flows from acknowledging God as our Father in relationship. Three areas that this is going to be manifest. So the next one is, give us this day our daily bread. This is heaven's effect on our natural and material needs. So we're not just asking for food to keep us fed. It's the kingdom of God and His resources and His provision is now going to be manifest in our daily lives and needs. That's how this prayer is linked and flows together. Philippians 4.19 says, And my God will supply or meet all your needs according to His riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Wow, our God is our provider. The next one is one of the most blessed but challenging prayers, parts of the prayer. And I've had some people, they, they skip over this. They want their sins to be forgiven, but then Jesus says, well, if you don't forgive others, I'm not going to forgive you. That seems like a little bit hard from our loving, gracious, caring Father and Lord. But there's a very good reason for that. So forgive us our sins or our debtors or our trespasses. Or as one uh, five-year-old kid was in Sunday school and he, he thought the teacher said, forgive us our trash baskets as we forgive others' trash baskets. He probably got it pretty close to the truth, eh? What junk fills our bins, our minds, our hearts? Lord, if I can forgive others, then maybe you'll forgive and help sort out the trash that goes on in my heart, my, my words, my actions, my attitudes when I just lose it at times. So whatever, a trespass means you've gone across a healthy boundary. You trespass. Some of you have seen those signs on people's properties. Trespassers will be shot. Hope hope we don't do that. No trespasses. In other words, you trespass means to go, pass to go across something. So God wants to forgive our trespasses, our sins. Now this is heaven's effect on our personal relationships. Remember we're saying, for your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. So we have heaven's resources for our daily needs. We now have heaven's resources for our relationships. Forgive as you forgive us. And at the end of this prayer in Matthew 6, 14 and 15, Jesus explains it. It says, if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive other, others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Now, when I was a kid, I thought that was being tough. I was saying, God, you know how tough this is to forgive. 
But he knows that if we don't release our hearts and forgive others, he will forgive you, but then you'll keep doing the wrong thing. And it'll just go on and on, and he'll forgive you, and then you'll mess it up again the next day. Until it gets out of here and here, it's going to keep on going around and multiplying. So he says, I will forgive you, but you've got to learn to forgive and release. Now, to forgive is really tough because when you've been wounded, hurt, abused, broken, take advantage of, misunderstood, accused falsely, they go right inside here and here. They're like arrows that have just gone into our soul. And someone, every time you meet or hear that person or hear their words, it turns the knife inside. And it just hurts so hard. If you've been through broken relationships, you know. There's someone here, and this weekend is an anniversary of a broken relationship. And you've been wrestling all weekend. You nearly didn't come to church tonight because it's, it's an anniversary of a broken relationship. And this word's for you tonight. He's going to give you grace to forgive again so you don't go over it and stay in a prison cell, but you're free. If that's you, right now say, Jesus, help me. I choose to forgive. Choosing to forgive doesn't mean that they've, the other person has changed their mind. But if you don't forgive, unforgiveness is like drinking poison and hoping the other person dies. It's just crazy. Forgiveness is a freeing act. It's a choice. You'll never feel, when I feel like forgiving, I'll forgive. Well, guess what? You'll never feel like it because you'll just keep on feeling, well, they've hurt me and, and it's their fault. So we're really good at pointing the finger. Forgiveness is a choice and we need God's help. We need God's help to forgive, otherwise we'll never get there. And thank God that Jesus comes and forgives us and helps us. Colossians 3.13 says, Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. So because Jesus has forgiven us, that helps us to be able to forgive others. Okay, two more parts of this prayer. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. This is heaven's effect on our relationship to darkness or evil. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth. We know there's a very active enemy. The Bible calls him Satan, um, the thief, calls him the devil, whatever names are used, the accuser of people. He's out to destroy. The devil's come to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus come to give us abundant life. The enemy's out to steal. Now let me tell you, you've got to make sure you don't leave the door or the gate open so he can come in and steal. If you go out for work for the day and you forget to lock the door, or you park your car down the street or down the beach, you forget to lock your door, and someone comes and steals from you, you can get really upset that someone's robbed you, but you've opened the door for them to do it. And sometimes we get so annoyed at the devil, and we've opened the door by our unforgiveness, by our anger, by our attitudes, 
by holding on to stuff, we keep the door open so he can keep stealing from us. But when Jesus is Lord, he will help show you what doors to close, what windows to lock, so you can have a free place and you won't be robbed and stolen from all the time. And God's going to teach you how to live with freedom. Self-control over our tongue and over our lives can save you a whole If you have trouble with temper and anger and you're forever getting in fights, the enemy's going to keep robbing from you. But if you say, God, teach me how to control my tongue so when someone comes harassing me, I'm not going to let it overflow and spill out. The Spirit of God is here tonight to help us set us free. He's here to bring freedom to our lives. And the Bible there is saying, lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. The Greek word for temptation can also mean testing. In other words, do not lead us through trials so deep that they would tempt us to be unfaithful to you. That's one of the meanings of that verse. God does not tempt us in the sense of enticing us to sin. God is, we go through trials sometimes, and a trial will test. That's why we have tests and exams. All the school teachers here love doing exams for their kids. None of us like sitting exams. Those are uni students, you've got to go through exams. If you're at a TAFE course or your transformation, you've got to go through tests. To say, have you learned that? Have you memorized that? Have you completed that task? None of us like tests or exams. But guess what? If we don't have them, we don't know what we have learned or haven't learned. I thank God they have driving tests. Otherwise, it would be chaos out in the roads more than even it is. We need some tests and exams for us to know what we know and what we don't know. And God will sometimes allow a test or a trial of your faith so that you find out what you've learned and how strong your faith, how, how free your heart is. If you say, well, I'm free of all that unforgiveness, guess what? Next day, a text will appear on your phone from the person that you've just chosen to forgive. Or someone will send you a Facebook post of that person's face that, you once knew. Where'd that come from? Sometimes the Lord allows a test so that you know you're free. And if you don't, if you don't pass it, He will graciously help you to get freer so that next time you're confronted with it, you do succeed. So that's God not being mean. He's trying to help you know how much you've grown. But the enemy, he will come and rob and steal and he'll bring condemnation and shame and it, it attacks your personhood. You know when it's the enemy because you feel yuck, you feel like failing, you feel like giving up, you feel condemned and ashamed. That's the enemy trying to rob and steal. When Jesus allows a trial or test of your faith, it's so you can grow and you can know how far you've come. And if you do fall short, there'll be someone to encourage you and God says, hey, just take a look and see how far you've come. Do you realize the greatest athletes in the world the high jump champion of the world actually fails every time he wins the gold medal. He wins the gold medal because he jumps higher than anyone else, but he fails at the next level. So even the gold medalists fail, but they win. They just go higher than anyone else did. So failure or not achieving all of your goals doesn't mean you're a failure. It means you've achieved as much as you're able to at that time. And the enemy tries to think, well, you've blown it again, just give up. 
That's a lie from the pit of hell. But Jesus said, hey, you've come this far already. Look how much further you came on this journey of trust or faith or confidence or breakthrough or anointing and freedom in your life. So this prayer is, lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from the evil one. For the purpose, for this purpose of the Son of God manifest that he might destroy the works of the evil one. And then the last part of the prayer, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Start and finish with thanksgiving and praise. That's a really good way to pray. Worship team, come on up. Short message tonight, but clear. I want to read it in the message while the team's coming. Just close your eyes and think about this as I just read this in the message version. The world is full of so-called prayer warriors who are sometimes prayer ignorant. They're full of formulas and programs and advice, peddling techniques by getting what you want from God. Don't fall for their nonsense. This is your father you are dealing with and he knows better than what you need. With a God like this loving you, you can pray very simply like this. Our Father in heaven, reveal who you are. Set the world right. Do what's best. As above, so below. Keep us alive with three square meals. Keep us forgiven with you and forgiving others. Keep us safe from ourselves and from the devil. You're in charge. You can do anything you want. You're a blaze in beauty. Yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah. Let's stand together. I want you just to think for a moment about one aspect of that prayer that maybe God's been, maybe God's spoken tonight in that. Maybe you think, well, when I get praying, it's been hard work and you realize that you're doing all the talking. Thanksgiving. Maybe the Lord says, hey, just, just adjust that a little bit. Well, the whole forgiveness thing has been a real challenge for you. And it is for all of us at seasons of our lives. <clears throat> well, maybe you've just lost confidence that heaven could ever really come on earth. And we've just got to do the best we can and strive to work hard and and maybe try and improve our lot in our relationships to our family as well as we can. But you've lost that fresh excitement, that wonder of how awesome is our beautiful Lord. Or maybe your prayer's going awesome. Don't step back, step up more and just be real. You don't have to have formulas, just let it pour from your heart. Let's say it together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Forgive us our debts as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
Let's give him praise tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, you're worthy, Lord. Oh, you're worthy, Lord. What a great prayer. I encourage you, if you don't know it off by heart, to learn it off by heart. But even more so, I encourage you to think about what it means. Our Father, worship and praise. Relationship. Your kingdom come on earth as is in heaven. Lord, have I got to live with what I've got or can I believe for something awesome and freer and greater and more powerful so that my life and my Christianity become so attractive to everyone around me? Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us, Lord, as we forgive others. Lead us not into temptation, deliver us from evil. And then we praise you. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. 